And we're back. I'm James. This is the Grizz Fan Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Brent. No Luke. I'm Luke. All right. And I'm James. New Luke. New Luke. <laughs> New Luke. Better than the old Luke. <laughs> oh, James. Shots James fired. Is <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, boy. All right. Um, we'll get to New Luke in a minute. But, James. What? What do you want to talk about today? JMU. JMU. <laughs> What's, what's funny right is sometimes James wants to talk about the same things half of our Twitter followers want to talk about. Indeed. So what do you want to talk about JMU for? That for some reason they're ranked. What's the record? 20, uh, 5-0. and 5-0? Oh? and 5-0. Oh? You should probably be ranked, right? No. Well, they're ranked number 25th. Probably a little overranked, to be perfectly honest. But first year moving up, FBS, uh, probably makes the whole thing worth it, right? Uh, that's some of the questions if it was entirely worth it. I don't know. I mean, who knows what, what's going to happen? Look at their wins. Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee beat somebody. Miami. Miami. Norfolk State. Like App State. That. App State had another upset win as well, too. Texas State. Arkansas State. I mean, I don't know. I don't know to think about. What do you think about it, James? I mean, Middle Tennessee and App State had some upsets. They should be ranked like twenty. If there was like the top fifty, they would be ranked like they should be ranked around like twenty-seven. Oh, okay. Like just out of the rankings. So JMU in your poll is in others, other receiving votes, other teams receiving votes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right. What else happened in that poll that you were excited about? <laughs> oh, Georgia moving up to one. Yeah. James. Uh. And Ohio State moving to two. Yeah. Ooh, and then who's three? Suck, huh? Alabama. James um, makes me very proud sometimes. He, he isn't a big Alabama fan. Either. Alabama does not deserve to be number one. How does Georgia move down to number two when they beat Missouri by either six or four and Alabama stays number one when they beat Texas by one? Dude, I don't really know why you're that passionate Texas about Tech, that. I think, wasn't it? Texas Tech. No, it was Texas. No, Texas played uh, Oklahoma. But didn't they? Oh, that's right. Week? Earlier, you're right. Earlier in the you're season, right. you're right. Alabama. My mistake. I'm not just thinking A&M, not even Tech. All right. Hey, See? what else do you want to talk about? Uh, How's your weekend, dude? Good. Do you have any games? No. No games? No. Our, our weekend game is on Wednesday this week. Oh, that's okay. We're gonna play next Sunday. Um, we're gonna keep James here for a second, but but let's explain the new Luke better than the old Luke. <laughs> Uh, Lucas, how do you say your last name? Sam. Sam. Silent B. Lucas Sam with a silent B. New beat writer for the uh, Missoulian covering the Grizzlies. He's covered all of one game, and that was the Grizz game traveling to Idaho State. He attended the Portland State game to do a little research before his job started. So, Luke, you actually went to Idaho State. You were in the Holt Arena, and you decided to still stay. Like You were like, I still want to cover this team after being in this massive... Uh, dump of a stadium. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what? Actually, everyone was getting to Pocatello. Everyone was ripping on it, all the TV guys. And I thought it was cool. I've never been to this part of the country, so every new city that we go to is going to be a new spot for me. So, And this is your first first um, D1 sports beat, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. I was at a D2 before this, a national contender for football. Um, that's kind of what landed me here, I guess. And what, where were you covering before? In Pensacola. That was the University of West Florida. Okay. Nice. Awesome. 
Awesome. So happy James, to have you here. Yeah, Thank glad you. to have you glad here. Glad to be here. And we're gonna we're gonna quiz you on some Grizz knowledge throughout the. Yeah, thing. I'm still learning, so you're gonna have to bear with me. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Um, we'll give we'll give you a chance to introduce yourself to uh, the the wonderful people that listen to the pod and yeah, the not so wonderful people. Um, James Luke is new to town. He just moved here. Mm-hmm. What do you think you should do in Missoula for fun? Ooh, that's a good question. Where should he eat? Paradise Falls. Oh, hey. Check one up there. (laughs) What else? Sponsorship check cleared. What? What? (laughs) What's at Paradise Falls? What's good there? Yeah, what's good? What's good at Paradise Falls? Mozzarella sticks. Oh, the mozzarella timbers. You know what? Oh, they're huge. Those are maybe the best mozzarella sticks in town. Yeah. Like, I'm not just saying that because we're friends. My classmates like them. Well, the mozzarella sticks predate any any involvement (laughs) I had in Paradise Falls. So... (laughs) Married in. All right. What else should he do in Missoula? Go to a lot of Grizz events. Hey, that sounds good to me. Hey, he's, he's, got he's, no choice. He's yeah. getting paid. He's getting paid. He's getting to go paid to, to do that. Lucky. Yeah. What do you think about that job? Lucky. So he he went to Idaho State, and he was just telling us before we came on that they just booked their tickets to go to uh, Sacramento. Sacramento for the Sac State game. Wow. <laughs> Man. Anything else you want to talk about before I release you? We have some questions for James on Twitter. Yay. We have Why two. Why are we not talking about JMU? We already talked about it. What more? Is, what more all right. What more should we talk about JMU? Does them being ranked make you feel any better or worse about our loss in the playoffs last year to them? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think the Grizz should be at that level in playing to be ranked there? No. No. Okay. Who should be ranked ahead of JMU? Um... Probably North Carolina. Okay. Right. Were they? Baylor. Baylor. BYU. Really? Okay. Yeah. All three of those teams aren't ranked. That's too bad. All right. So you think that JMU got votes because they're the new kid on the block and people wanted to like make a Because it's cute? Yeah. Statement? Yeah. All right. Fascinating. Do you huh. think that's why you get support on the pod? Oh. <laughs> No, yeah. <laughs> I got bad news for you. Um, last week when we talked about you know you and Grandma just doing your own pod, she said no. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Questions Wait, for James. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James. Uh, okay, so the first question we have for you: What are you going to be for Halloween? Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge. Okay. Should we talk about that? Maybe. I mean, pretty cool. Set the AL home run record. Good thing we don't need to interrupt the podcast to watch him strike out or something, right? Yeah, last week we were watching. Well, no, not when no, we were not here, night. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing? Nothing? You're just going to be Aaron Judge. Do you have a jersey? Or are you going to like make one? Or are you going to get like a white? You do have a jersey. I don't know if it's big enough for you anymore. Mm-hmm. We'll figure that out. Okay. What candy are you hoping for? I don't know what for? I'm going to be. What's your favorite candy to get at the door? Oof. Probably Kit Kat or Reese's. Okay. Kit Kat, mm-hmm. that's mine too. But you should brush your teeth after you go trick-or-treating. Yeah. Right. You don't want to be Julio Rodriguez? Mm. No? Eugenio Suarez? <laughs> Who? Ah! Come on. Um, did oh. you know the Mariners made the playoffs? Yeah. Did you know the Mariners swept the wild card? 
You're a Mariners fan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, somehow he went so, with the Packers and the Milwaukee connection, and then he's a Seattle Mariners fan. Growing up in the 90s, well, 80s and 90s here, you had two options for all the baseball on TV. It was the Braves on TBS. Yeah. And um, now Root Sports, then Fox Sports Northwest, showed the Mariner games. And so it was like 95, and it was Ken Griffey Jr. and Sr. <laughs> uh, you had Jay Buhner, you had Randy Johnson, you had and then Alex Rodriguez, and you just had all these. Why these... are we talking about the Mariners? Well, because we're trying to, because I am like all Wisconsin sports, it's except a, for the Seattle question. Mariners. It's a great question. So I just started watching them, and then, you know, and here they've you let are. me down for 21 years, and now they're in the divisionals. Their playoff yeah. count was older than you. <laughs> Yeah, how, I think how we did, talked about this on the pod last week that your mom and dad didn't even like know each other the last time the Mariners went to play. How long was that drought? 21 years. 20, 2001. Almost it was like the longest made. professional drought there was. Yeah. yeah. How was um, getting eliminated in the first rounds of the playoffs after a 116-win season? Well, we knew we weren't going to. In the Yankees, they yeah. were taking steroids then. Oh, oh wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Did the Yankees At win least... the World Series that year, too? No, they no, lost. No, they yeah. lost. Okay, James. Right? Yeah. Was that the Arizona they Diamondbacks? They lost in Game yeah. 7. Yeah, they lost at Mariano Rivera. Uh, the walk yeah. yeah, thanks for the blown save in the World Series. You weren't even alive, one. Two, that guy's Mariano like Rivera the is, is one of the all best closers ever. How does then he why re- couldn't he get it? How does he know all this stuff? It's like a sponge. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm not Spongebob. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. any you could be Spongebob for Halloween. Uh, okay. James, who is your favorite Grizz player on offense? And who is your favorite Grizz player on defense? And what is your favorite food to have on game day? Okay, game day pizza. Pizza? Nice. Get at least one every game. One, so that ensures the win, right? Mm-hmm. And then offense... Probably Lucas Johnson or Malik Flowers. Okay. Defense, Pat O'Connell. Okay, good. All right, dude. I think that's all we got for you on Twitter. Um, did somebody else message us a question? Oh, do we want to have him pick? Yeah. Do you have him up? I do. James, you ready to rapid fire pick these games? Yeah. Just like last week, dude, I'm going to just lob you a softball, okay? The first one. It's going to be such a clear choice. Are you ready? Yeah. Cal Poly plays Idaho State. <laughs> Cal Poly is 1-4. and four. Yeah, Cal Idaho Poly. State is 0-6. Oh You're going with Poly? It's yeah. in Pocatello. At least Cal Poly can put up a fight against Northern Arizona. That's a good point. I think that's going to be a close game. Two bad football teams. Who you got? We're picking ours later. You, you got... I said Cal, Cal Poly. Poly. All right. You right. Apparently... <laughs> Okay. Man, you know what Luke thinks? He thinks you're really rude to your dad. Yeah. He almost didn't come on the pod. Hey! He's like, James needs to be nice. <laughs> uh, okay, Weber State goes to Portland State. Uh, Weber. Weber. Sac State goes to Eastern Washington. Sac. Eastern is playing for their postseason lives. Sac. Going with Sac. NAU goes to Davis. Davis. Montana State goes to the surging northern Colorado Bears. Montana State. Yeah. Last one. Idaho Vandals in Missoula playing the Grizz. Montana. 
<laughs> All right. Okay, man. Well, those are the games. No bye weeks this week. Everyone's playing. All right. We're, yeah. we're, we're all games the rest of the season now. Yeah. 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 All right. Anything else for us? Yeah. yeah. All right. Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Oh, man. <laughs> this kid. <laughs> Got nothing. All right. We, we know. <laughs> we know. All right. Um, <laughs> So, hey, thanks for joining us. Yeah, Luke. Thanks for having Happy me. Happy to have you here, man. So this is the part of the pod where we usually recap the Grizz game that just happened. Sure. Which, there wasn't one this week because they had a bye. But quickly, why don't you tell us your first impressions of the Grizz after watching the Idaho State game? Yeah, I'm excited to be covering them. I think they're a very good team. I know it was kind of a fluky look in that game. But the defense is super dominant, and the offense has all the pieces they need to be where everyone thinks they could be, which would be in Frisco. So we'll see. But, yeah, I'm excited to be here, and I think they're super good. When you were in uh, Pocatello there, were you down on the field? I was not. I was up in the up uh, in the stands. Okay. kind of up in the scaffolding. Oh, oh you're like, wham, wham. Oh, okay. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Have so, you then, have you been able to, I know with practices and media and stuff like that, have you been able to catch anything like that or do any, have any? one-on-one interactions or check I stuff have, out yeah, yeah i've had um i did a feature on malik yeah last week um i did a q a with xavier and then I've, I've talked to bobby a few times and it's been a, it's been decent <laughs> <laughs> that's about as much as you can expect you after, you know. after the first game he already got on me at the press conference because uh-huh. he didn't like that i was asking a question about uh trajan cotton getting ejected Oh. So I'm learning quick, though. But I, mean, I think that's he's a legitimate a, question. A I mean, because yeah. he got ejected on a penalty. Like, that's a legitimate question. Right, and, and he just said, well, at first you said I can't answer questions about refs, and I was like, yeah, that's that's fine. And then that was it, and then he turned around and said more. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, it's fine. And I actually, like, went up to him and apologized afterwards, and he was like, no, it's my bad. I, I took it too far, like, whatever. That's just... I think he's a good guy, and you know how coaches are. They have all these emotions right after a game. They obviously didn't play up to their standard, so sure. I've enjoyed my interactions with him so far. Yeah, he's also got a routine, so, you know, yep. that's normal. You know what I appreciated, though, about your coverage of the Idaho State game? You were out there kind of telling everybody that those touchdowns were garbage touchdowns. Well, they like, were. Was, exactly. <laughs> and, I, like, everyone's freaking out, and it's like, Dude, it, like, if he hadn't fumbled in the end zone, it was, like, going to be 31. 30, 35 to 6. To 6. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, they, they go give two garbage touchdowns up. Chris Brown comes in after that, so we've got our backup QB. Well, and now they start complaining about the the punt that they claim we muffed and saying that would have made a huge difference. Because, yeah. Well, it wouldn't have because the game wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah, if that happened, it would have played yeah. out completely different. Totally yeah. different, yeah. yeah. Um, that's the one thing that's going to be hard for me to now being here, all these internet trolls. Ah. I have a little bit of a... I want to say something to someone when they say something to me. I'm going to have to tone it down. That's well, probably important. Yeah, because there's a lot of internet trolls. <laughs> yeah, I found that out real fast. Yeah. By and, now, you have to have at least too. one burner account, right? <laughs> <laughs> We've got multiple at the pod. <laughs> yeah, in fact, we're the, we're the only people who talk to the, the pod account. You know, I don't know who all yeah. the rest of these people are. Um, um, so I, that's kind of interesting coming into a uh, covering team midseason. Um, yeah. How much did you know about the Grizz? I guess when did you officially get hired, hmm. and then how much did you know about the Grizz when you were looking at this job? Sure. Okay. So I'll start with the hiring one. 
I don't really know. It right. was like, I want to say a month before. So my last day in Pensacola was August 31st. All right. September 1st, I flew to Antigua and Barbuda. That's where I got married. All right. I was there for two weeks. Then I came back. The day after we got home, we made the three-day road trip here. So this is your So honeymoon, the last basically. month has been right. like a whirlwind, and so dates I'm not really sure about. <laughs> but when I got the job... Um, you know, I didn't know any of like the details about the program or about the team, but I've all like I'm familiar with the school and the conference. I'm like one of those guys who just crazy about all sports. So like, I could probably tell you mm-hmm. we could do this on a, maybe a different podcast. But like any school you said, I could probably tell you the mascot in the city, Figure like out. one of those yep. things. So I was familiar with the program, but none of the really details. So that's still obviously a lot to learn still. But sure, now that I was around them for one week and just everything grizz from sun up to sundown you yeah. feel pretty pretty good about it already the community loves the team that's for sure yeah so now you grew up in milwaukee yes did you grow up a pack fan then or were I'm you a vikings fan a fike so i was going to ask you about that because yeah. I, I saw on twitter that you were what the hell you acknowledged kirk cousins uh shortcomings but also respected his yeah, game today. Yeah, yeah i'm back and forth wait a minute. you'll probably see me ripping on him later in the year how did you become a vikings fan living in milwaukee was, I just, was it just contrarian that's that's what some people think, yeah, but okay, for me it was that's like for me it was more. Uh, <laughs> I I remember I, I used to like collect trading cards, and I had this oh, one yeah. super shiny one, and it was a Vikings player. Okay, and to me I'm like, okay, I really like this. So that's what I say is my okay, story. But no. and then I grew up watching them with like the Culpepper and Moss. Era. I was going to ask so you. So that's sure. why I started like, following up. How with old them. were you in the yeah. Culpepper Moss era? Yeah, young. Yeah. I'm only 24. Yeah, yeah so that. You're coming coming of age as a football fan, and I can see how that would be a team yeah. to, to well, pick up and follow up on. Montana, we've got a little bit of history with Randy Moss. He absolutely decimated us in the 1996 <laughs> national championship game, the year was, before Marshall moved up. And yeah. Oh my gosh, he was right. a, he was a top four finalist for the Heisman the okay. next year. They've uh, they've since changed the rules in FCS football that yeah. if you announce that you're going up, you're not eligible for the playoffs anymore. Yeah. yeah. So we'll call it the Randy Moss Montana rule because yeah. my word. And we were the defending national championship champions. We had beat Marshall the year before. So they said if you're moving up. Yeah, oh, once so, you announce so you're like, moving up. Like Kennesaw State just announced. Yes. So they wouldn't be a so they, playoff yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Starting They'll be eligible next, this year. Not but yeah, next. Starting, okay. starting yeah. next season because they say it's an unfair recruiting advantage be like, and you're already trying to expand your roster. Like and, if Sam Houston this year could go to no, – not Sam. Uh, yeah, Sam Houston yeah, this year. Houston. I mean, that's that's fair. Yeah. It's a good rule. Yeah, so we've so, seen our share of Randy Moss here. So you're you're covering a D three program. You kind of decide the next step in your career is you want to cover a D one. Yeah, that so was for how me. Do you, how do you do job search like that? Like, what do you? Oh yeah. I, <laughs> like, how did you I find know. Montana? I guess is, I was super flexible. Like, I was willing to move anywhere in the country. Um, for me, like I just told you, it's like a huge sports nut. For me, it didn't really matter. There's. Me and my wife just want to travel and see the country. And mm-hmm. so we were both willing to just kind of go wherever, as long as it was a cool destination. And when I applied here, I honestly didn't really know much about it. Then when I got on the, the call with my editor, um, they were kind of telling me about it. I'm like, yeah, they're going to sell it. Like, whatever. They're going to make <laughs> it sound good. And then we did our own research, and we were super excited. It's such a unique, cool place. Yeah. You know, I don't really know even how to describe it, but we just... I've been loving every minute of it. Good. Well, fall's fall's a beautiful time in Montana. So is spring and summer, honestly. So, yeah, yeah you got that to look forward to too. Yeah. 
Winter's not as great. Yeah, I'll be used to that though. I mean, you're used to Midwest winter, so yeah. yeah no. Some people, you know, if you're if you're into winter sports, people people love winter. I myself don't ski, so neither do I. You know, I went snowboarding once and cracked my head open. Never oh, did it sounds again, like a good so. reason not yeah. to do it again. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> well, I think you'll find as you get into it, just like kind of. I'm sure the Vikings fan base has this too, but like the Packers and the Badgers, like that Big Ten, that Midwest, like yeah. hometown fan base. You're going to get the same experience here. I mean, it's just, you know, game day and just have the community identity is also That's, the It's hard to like. Football program, so. Right. Yeah. When you are covering a team, you know, you got to be neutral. If news happens, it's mm-hmm. like bad mm-hmm. news. I'm going to have to yep. report on yep. it. Yeah, for sure. And, but when you're like living in a place like this, I've already told my wife, it's hard not to <laughs> become a fan. You're talking to the guys and the mm-hmm. coaches all week. You're covering their games. You're getting yeah. to go to every single game and cover it. And then, like you mentioned, like the identity on Saturday at homecoming game, the city, there was just everyone walking on the trail wearing Grizz stuff, the tailgate, the downtown. Like it was just yep. something I already take pride in having been here for two weeks. Nice. So nice. were you kind of just taken in that game day and you're kind of like, man, we made the right decision? Like, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, we felt that way when we got off the freeway on Orange Street and we're driving through downtown that first day. We were like, yeah, this is going to be <laughs> cool. a good place. Just had that feeling right away. Awesome. Nice. Well, my advice would be don't take uh, don't take Grizz fans too seriously because you yeah, know don't. it's 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 kind of like a microcosm of a a large fan base because for FCS football it is a large fan base but right. it's like you've got your your dedicated people your fanatics which maybe Brent and I fall into I don't know um, probably I mean know, we're podcasting trolls <laughs> yeah negativity and then a whole lot of just casual fans that just want the hometown team to do good right but uh, I think it's I think that um, to cover a team well, you kind of do pull for them in a way because you you get to know the guys and you want them to do well. But you just yeah. have to be you just have to keep your objective lens on. And I don't, right, I don't think right. that's I don't think that's a hard thing to do. It's probably a lot more fun to follow a team making the playoffs and winning a bunch of games and having a bunch of big national programs rather than following Idaho State. Yeah, it's cool now too because <laughs> like before. Before I was covering a D1, I was just like your normal sports fan where mm-hmm. I'm waking up on Saturday and I'm watching like Bama and yep. Georgia and those mm-hmm. kinds of games. But now I filter my ESPN scores yeah. to all FCS <laughs> and all day long, it's all I'm looking at. It's just such a cool, like, it's a different fan base than the FBS fans and it's like, a, it's a cool community. So I'm, Absolutely. Yeah, I've really embraced it. It's been fun. Yeah, it's interesting because it's a lot less... Uh... I mean, there's no there's no glamour in the FCS. So it's right. a lot more, yeah. No, yeah. Interesting no. fans. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you've got a big dedicated bunch here. I don't know. That, that's it's what makes it fun here and special. But, yeah, you're definitely going to get – you've probably heard this already, but, like, I think a lot of fans, passionate fans, think reporters should be, like, champions for the best news and the best support of the team. So right. that's that – yeah, it's just not my job. Being able to, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say we do not think that. So yeah, you know, we'll have your back. Well, I do. You know, like when I write a future story about a guy, I'm trying to. I mean, they are hometown kids. I, it's you know, I'm trying to yeah, tell their story well and and make them sound good. But at the same time, like I, we were just saying, if something happens, I need to cover it. So yep, absolutely, it is what it is. Cool. Well. Happy to have you here. Welcome to town, man. Thank yeah. you. This Thank you. Be a fun run. And why can't you get the recaps in the paper yeah. <laughs> right away, Luke? Yeah. Maybe we'll just get that out there for you right now. You don't yeah. actually control when stories run. 
Right. This I do my story. What? I get it done when I'm supposed to get it done. And after that, it's out of my hands. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. <laughs> but there, use the internet. It's on there right away. There you go. There we go. Make it work. Yeah, that's a good point, right? Like, it's yeah. like you post the article. Like, if you put it up at, let's just say, 8 p.m. Saturday, like, Missoulian.com, it's there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, when so. I finished. So that Idaho State game, when the game finished, within five minutes, I had the story online. Yeah. And then went to the press conference. After that, you know, filled in the story and updated it later. But, yeah, like right away, there should be something online. There we go. Okay. Nice. All right. Uh, well. Big, big Sky this week. Yeah, Big um, Sky. Did you watch any games? Did I? Yeah. I watched parts of a few. Okay. Um, I really didn't. <laughs> so, I... I where do I want to start? Um, Portland State destroyed Lincoln University, so whatever that is. Sure, yeah, cool. <clears throat> we'll just go there. Um, Cal Poly barely lost to Northern Arizona, 31-29. So that's, there's really a few distinct um, yeah. sections of the standings. There's kind of like the upper tier, the mid tier, and the lower tier, and those two teams are definitively in the lower tier. Definitely. Um Sac, Sac State rolled Northern Colorado, which did is Sermon hurt again? Because they're all back to McCaffrey, who did terrible. I, I don't know. I mean, now I, I had this game on a little bit. I mean, Sac is, I mean, they're one of the better teams in the conference for a reason. They make bad teams look god awful, mm-hmm. and I mean, Northern Colorado just could not do a single thing. It, there was like a moment. I think like did Northern Colorado? No, they didn't. It was 0-0 for a while and 7-0 at the end of the first. And so it was like, it looked like it might be a little bit of a grudge match. But then Sack, I think, forced some turnovers and opened it up fast. So, uh, but I don't know what's going on with Sermon versus McCaffrey there. I don't know. Did um, he even play? It doesn't look like it. So Let's check the box. Yeah. Nope. Still McCaffrey the whole way. Ed McCaffrey coaches Northern Colorado. Hmm. Ed McCaffrey used to play in the NFL, you know. Yeah. His... Son is the offensive coordinator, okay. and his other son is the starting quarterback, and he has been for two Who years. Who is that, Dylan? I think it's Dylan. Is it I Dylan? think that's his name. I think that's right. I think that's I think right. You're right. I think you're right. As far as I know, he's been starting this year. I don't even know who. There, there was one game where the sermon kid started, and he seemed to do better. Um, yeah. I just can't for the life of me understand how how much longer Northern Colorado is going to let this go. I mean, they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess like the week before they put up some points against Idaho and everybody's all excited, but yeah. I don't know. Um, they have moved up in the Big Sky Podcast Network power, power ranking rankings from the bottom uh, eleven to ten. Hmm. Idaho State's twelve, and someone else. I don't know. Anyways, if you guys know, talking Polly. about Sac State, I saw this on Twitter. Their head coach's name slipped in my mind. But Troy Taylor. Since he took over, they're seventeen and one in conference. Yeah, yeah. Over three I mean, years, it's, it's crazy. Like, and the Big Sky Conference is kind of weird because you can have a season where you don't play a few of right. the toughest teams, and their second, his second season in the conference was kind of that. Yeah, they played us here, but that was it. But they didn't play MSU. They didn't mm-hmm. play Weber, right? Yeah, yeah. He's no. also zero and two in the playoffs, so. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's, it's, just, it's this weird dynamic. It's but so strange. It, 
That's why it's just like that game in two weeks is so huge because the Grizz got to figure it out. But we got Idaho first. So um, last game that we haven't talked about yet. Weaver and Eastern. Did you get that one? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, two games. Sorry. I was going to just ignore the cats. but um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so Weber State, Eastern Washington, 45-21. Weber State wins. Maybe the most impressive win of any of the the upper tier in the so. big sky this year, but mostly because all the upper tier hasn't played anybody yet. Yeah. Like all of the upper tier of the big sky conference plays each other over the next four weeks. Right. Did you watch any of this game? I had it on. Um, you know, they did the color rush thing, right? Yeah. Like Eastern and all red and Weaver and all purple. Mm-hmm. It was, it was kind of an interesting game for a little while. Um, right. Cause didn't it, it was tied 21, 21 in the third after there was like a Weaver fumble that Eastern picked up and scored. But then after that, Weaver didn't allow any more points and just put it to him. Um, we were into the evening, so I switched it over. I can't remember what I switched over to. but and My takeaway is that Eastern, they didn't put up 21 points, which to me... One was defensive. They gave up a kick return. Yeah. yeah. But to me, it tells me that the Grizz should be able to move the ball on them when the time comes, but we'll see. And then Montana State destroyed Idaho State because, of course, they did. You know, they got them at home. Eastern barely had over 300 yards on them. They had 198 passing and 123 rushing. But isn't it just like you said that they started out and it was kind of back and forth and then we just shut it down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyways, Cats. Um, cats have a quarterback. Yeah, they have a quarterback controversy. They a couple of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, QB controversy. <laughs> so how do you deal with that? So the Cats went to the national championship game mm-hmm. last year with this Montana mm-hmm. kid, Tommy Mallott. Tommy Mallott gets hurt. This Chambers kid, who was already kind of their change of pace quarterback, yeah. has come in and had two phenomenal starts. He's thrown the ball really well. He's up to what fifteen rushing touchdowns on the year, or something like that. Something crazy, yeah, like ridiculous. But this Montana kid that everybody loved because he kind of became the sensation at the end of last year, led to the national championship game. How do you pick as a how do you pick as a coach? I don't know. I mean. You're kind of starting to feel like you keep going with the hot hand. I mean, what are I the Cowboys going to stick with? The are hot the hand. Cowboys going to put Dak back in, or are they going to stick with Cooper Rush? I don't know that these are comparatively. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know that these are comparatively. The Cowboys have a phenomenal defense that seems to be winning games. Um, I, no, I, I think that's what you have to do. I mean, he's been really good the last two games. It's been incredible. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. Did they announce players of the week yet? He was. Um... Well, for, well, two weeks ago, two weeks he ago, was he was that, so he's national Should player. The, he's a national uh, player, yeah. so he shared it with the big sky, but he won national standalone. Mm-hmm. Hey, peak big sky. It sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> that's what the big sky does well. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. I think they stick with him. I think. I mean, you can't take him out when he's playing like that. Sixteen to twenty-two. Didn't throw for any touchdowns. One hundred fifty yards. Sacked once. Then he rushed for uh, thirty-three total yards and three touchdowns. I, I, you got to stick with them. And I mean, you've got North, they've got Northern Colorado next, then Weber, NAU, Cal Poly, us. I mean, they've got they've got the two tough games left of the top four Big Sky teams. They have the easiest schedule left, in my opinion. Absolutely. I mean, they've got Weber and they've got the Grizz, but they're both in Bozeman. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. And then at NAU, at Cal Poly, at Northern Colorado, those are all. Very gettable games that should win. It should be double-digit favorites in all those too. So, one would think. 
Speaking of Cal Poly, did you see that uh, stadium announcement last yeah. week? Yeah. Looks really cool. Madden, like $33 million or something yeah. like that. Do they have the funds for it, or do they just announce the concept of it? I think the funds are coming from the Madden family, aren't they? I don't know. Or at least some of them? I have no idea. I don't know. I'd have to look. But All I know is it looks sweet. Fascinating. I kind of think, I mentioned this to Brent in the text message, yeah. but I kind of think that Cal Poly and Davis are gearing up and hoping that at some point in all of this kind of FBS conference realignment, there's an FBS California league. Like those two, San Jose State, Fresno, and all that. I I mean, I think that's what their end goal is because I don't understand why they make that investment otherwise. I don't <laughs> understand all this. Movement? Seems like all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. everyone trying to play FBS, but it's just not going to be that way. I think it's, you're chasing the dollars. It's right. got to be the money. But you have to have it to get up there, too, because they're not going to just take more teams and put you in. Like Kennesaw State, probably, from what I think, is they got over 40,000 students. They right. have a bunch of funding. Like People ask about Montana. Well, there's like 8,000 kids that go to school there. Right. The football program is plenty good enough, but it's just like money. They're not going to bring Montana up to FBS and then have to split the pie with them. Well, and there's no like Montana, Montana State. There's really no natural conference in right. the FBS for them. Like that's why you know, comparing it to James Madison, it's just not the same. Like James it's Madison hard. is close enough to a lot of where it just made sense. Kennesaw State, it's kind of the same thing. Montana doesn't have that. Yeah, unless I mean, unless if the Mountain West kind of hangs together. Um, I know we have questions on the Snowbelt Conference yeah. <laughs> later that people are asking about, but. Um, like you could have something like an all new conference with you know a regional build that just seems so far fetched. Yeah, because it's like, just how do you? The, who's going to want the TV contract? That, that's that? the thing. Like, it's just like what? What major like. media market is the Snowbell in? Yeah, and really, I mean, like to me, every time a team moves up to FBS, like some of them are legit. Like JMU to me makes sense. Kennesaw State. What has Kennesaw State ever done to be an FBS football program? Nothing. Nothing. So it's like every time you see a team like that move up. It just waters down that product, and we're that much closer, in my opinion, to the Power Five breaking off and just saying, forget the rest of you. Yeah. And then what's left? Yeah. Well, I mean, when Coastal Carolina moved up a few years ago, mm -hmm. they found themselves in the top 25 in their first yep. year or two. Yep. And they've been god-awful since. Well, right? they're, they've been okay. They're, they're undefeated this year, I think. Coastal is. Or they were before yesterday. Okay. Yeah, I just you, you haven't seen or heard much from them of late. So, yeah. but you know, one the one caveat is that like Coastal and App State and all these teams, yeah. they're in the same conference. Yeah, like, true. It, it's a majority of these teams that were in the FCS a decade ago. So, yeah. of course, one of them's going to win it every year, right? And with a major media pull too. Uh, well, kind of right, but that region, like, you've got a lot, a lot more population, a lot more people, a lot more eyes ability to build a conference that's going to have a bigger draw i feel like teams will start getting bounced back down to fcs like five years from now it's not going to look the same everyone's trying to jump up there and there's going to be a lot of people sent back down and that's what i think like, and you I hit the know. nail on the head like it's like why are these conferences going to want to share the money with you know the idahos of the world right and idaho kind of learned that the hard way yeah so they got kicked out of the sun belt and the whack well the whack folded, the whack folded. and then they got kicked out of the sun belt yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> All right, so that's it for the Big Sky last week. <laughs> um, so real quick, let's just kind of go through these. Montana State is at Northern Colorado. 
I mean, Montana State's going to win that game yeah, in the will. first quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the thing that will be interesting to watch, who starts, and then – or if they share time. Because, mm-hmm. like, Tommy's got to be presumably getting close, and I know – They still haven't really given an update. They haven't given an update on him, and obviously you would hope <clears throat> you, – you know especially that they're going to be extra careful with wanting to make sure you don't rush him back, as, as he always should be. But just, yeah, if he's cleared, if he's back – do they split? Does he come in late in garbage time? That'll be interesting to see. Or does he just – or if he doesn't get cleared, I guess that makes a real easy answer. But that'll be the interesting part to watch in that game just to see what the QB situation is. There was a team that I covered in Pensacola High School before I came here, and they were going full season. They're still doing it to this day. They're doing a two-quarterback system. Yeah. Like one guy plays one drive, mm-hmm. next guy plays the next. That's I mean, you just can't. Well, you, I feel like that's Sac, just like Sac State, State kind of does that. Have you started your research on Sac State yet? Because they no, kind yeah. of do that. They yeah. they seem to go with the hot hand once they get into the game. I mean, they lean more on the Dunaway kid. You but, just like can't but, do that. Because Asher or whatever. It's hard to get into a rhythm, especially. Yeah. I mean, well, I haven't been an athlete. I mean, you don't. You can't just come out. You can't play every other drive. Yeah, like yeah. if you go on a a ninety yard scoring drive, and then what? They're gonna sit you on the next drive. Like I don't understand that. But they could use Chambers and like some Wildcat something. Yeah. If Which they, they really were already doing. With, yeah. But that's basically who Malat is too. Like right. one of the things on Malat coming into the year was that he. We kind of didn't really think he's not a complete quarterback. There, he hasn't shown that he's a complete mm-hmm. quarterback yet. Right. Right. Um. Anyway. Any anything anything you know about that game that you would think that Montana State's not just going to destroy Northern Colorado? <laughs> nope. All right. <laughs> nope. Um, so really, honestly, the toughest game to pick this week is um, Cal Poly Idaho State. <laughs> so it's Cal Poly is at Idaho State. Yeah, man. I don't know. Cal Poly's been scoring a little bit of points. They have a quarterback that you like, but he's been hurt. Uh, right. I don't know if he was back for that last game. I, I'd pick Cal Poly. I suppose they're. <laughs> You see what they're trying to build with Bo Baldwin. All right. I, I, f- I feel like this is Idaho State's one chance for a win this year. That's <laughs> probably I think so. true. Yeah. And they're gonna they're gonna go all out. They're gonna get it. We'll see what happens. Your dog is adding to the ambiance here. I don't smell anything. That yeah, must, it's, it must it's be horrendous. Pod oh no, hot dog is. Oh no. No. <laughs> Well, it's because we're talking about Cal Poly. Yeah, State. <laughs> probably. Acid <laughs> <laughs> gas, perfect. All right. Oh, um, uh, Weber State goes to Portland State. I, I think Weber. I just. Oh, the dog's annoyed that we were talking about. Yeah. Um, Portland. I mean, it could be an interesting little game. Portland State on Twitter was talking about how they're thrilled to go back to Hillsboro and host the game. Thrilled, thrilled to go back to a high school football stadium. I would be too. Yeah, Weber State's gonna win that game. I don't. I don't see that. You know anything about them? Nope. I, I got my picks pulled up here. I already made them for the week. I, I got the. I got the Wildcats thirty-five twenty-four. That sounds. Damn. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Um, Sac State Eastern Washington is gonna be an interesting game, just in the sense that um, Sac goes to Eastern, and Eastern's probably the best offense Sac has faced this year. And I'm saying that recognizing that Sac won an FBS game against Colorado State, right? Yeah, well... They're terrible. <laughs> yeah. Eastern is fighting for their playoff life. They're 1-4. They need to win out. I don't know if anyone really expects them to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
will they play with backs against the wall? And how will I, this one kind of intrigues me. Like, I almost feel like I could, I could see an Eastern win. Um, but I think I'm going to stick with picking with Sac State. I think, especially when it comes to running the ball, Sac, that, um, Scatterbow or whatever his name mm-hmm. is. I mean, the way Sac runs the ball, they are so physical. Um, <clears throat> they look a lot like us in a lot of regards. Um, I just I don't know if Eastern has that answer. Have so. they even scored less than forty points in a game this year? I feel like every no, time I look at it, it's yeah. like forty-five, forty-eight. And yeah. Eastern's defense is not good. Yeah. No, it's really not this year. That's kind of Eastern's big issue. Yeah. So Sac has scored fifty-six, thirty-seven, forty-one, forty-nine of fifty-five. Against Utah Tech, Northern Iowa, Colorado State, Cal Poly, and Northern Colorado. So, not a lot of wins in that group. Except for, you know, perennial playoff bound Northern Iowa. Yeah, a couple more losses and they are in. Um, I, I mean, I think Sac State's going to win. Did you pick Sac? I did. I got them 42-28. Yeah, that's... And, and that, that to me is probably where I have to buy it score. I'm, I'm just curious to see if Eastern moves the ball well on them because, you know, I'd like to see a decent offense show that they can they can get picked on a little bit because otherwise it's going to be tough. What I don't want is for them to get upset because then we go down and play oh, a be pissed, pissed off Sac State team who yeah. feels like they've got to prove everything. Maybe a double overtime win. It takes a lot of extra <laughs> excruciatingly painful double OT win that just wipes them out. All right. Um, NAU goes to Davis. I literally don't care. <laughs> I'll say Davis because well, they're at Davis home. Davis at home. I'm going to go with Davis. <laughs> That's what I had, 27-24. Right. Yeah. And then last game of the week is obviously Idaho at Montana. Brent, is Idaho for real this year in comparison to previous years, or have they just looked okay in games they had? They either absolutely were going to win against inferior opponents or had no business being in so they had nothing to lose? I mean, I don't know. This, is, this team is um... – Right, Idaho's three and two. Uh, they're a little bit of an enigma. I mean, in the sense that, and we talked about this last week, and they had a bye as well, too. So nothing has changed about the conversation we're having about Idaho from last week's pod versus this week's pod. They lose to Washington State 24-17. Washington State, who kind of barely crept into the top 25 this week, and I assume will fall back out of it after their USC loss. They play tight against Indiana. Um, they beat Drake, but they looked a little ugly against him at times. They beat NAU by 17 on the road, and NAU is kind of considered to not be that great. Uh, then they get in a shootout with Northern Colorado, and Northern Colorado has otherwise not – well, I guess they beat Idaho State, but they've uh, otherwise you know, not looked like that great of a football team. Now, when I say a shootout, they got in a two-and-a-half-quarter shootout, and then they scored 24 points in a row and put UNC away. Uh, but they did you know, make the McCaffrey kid look like a semi-decent quarterback. So I – this is like we have six more regular season games and five of the six are against teams that are ranked. Yeah. Um, so it's like this. It's only going to get harder, at least for the next three weeks, is absolutely the truth. Um, so I, I, when I think you look back, and as a lot of us assessed Montana's schedule, it was like, okay, we'll be 6-0 and before we know it, and then it gets hard. I think – I mean, I, I don't think this is something that – the we're going to, like, dunk on me for saying this, but this is the best team we've probably played. I was actually going to make fun of you by putting that out. This is actually the best team we've played this year. I said Portland State was better than South Dakota a couple pods ago. And Mike has continually reminded me that that was 
to the point that some of our listeners suggested that we needed to bury the hatchet. (laughs) Mike made people uncomfortable listening to the pod. They take things too seriously. Um, I was just going to (laughs) say, I kind of maybe agree with you. Yeah. Oh, hey, there we go. No, don't encourage him. Even after what happened at the homecoming game. I mean, it was homecoming. It was. It's funny. People were like, well, South Dakota hung with North Dakota State. Well, shit, so did Indiana State last week, too. Portland State's good. They have a good offense. They had a really tough schedule. They almost beat an FBS in their season opener. And they they played two FBS in there. Mm -hmm. They have the co-big sky player of the week, so their quarterback is as good as any CAC quarterback, too, right? I mean, that's what it means when you get co-player of the week in the big sky. No, that's not me. That's the big sky saying that, right? But after the – after the Idaho State game, someone had asked Bobby um, something about how does it feel to be 5-0, and and he just said, what's the score of the Portland State game? Yeah. And someone was like, they're up 21-14 at half, and he was like, I told you they're good. We played a good schedule. We played good teams. So I think he thinks pretty highly of them, too. <laughs> that, him He's got he, an agenda. He's trying to manipulate everything, drive a narrative. Protected rival Portland State, yes. <sighs> Which yes, that's indeed. something. Idaho should be our protected rival. That still pisses me off. That's right. There's a tr- this is a trophy game we've played yeah. like eighty times. I, yeah, Idaho has a, like a massive win advantage yeah. in this this rivalry. Although they've not won the Stein since the mid nineties, yeah. right? So and um, they played three times, right? While Idaho was an FBS team, four, four, and the Grizz were three and one. Uh, four and a. Yeah, if right. Bob, no, yeah, all of them were with Bobby. No, yeah, all the wins are with Bobby. They lost um, oh, gotcha. the first year they played when Idaho was up there with John Edwards as a QB. In yep. 2001 or two? You have to go back and look. Not right now. Anyway, okay. winning record against some other FBS. <laughs> and frankly, that's all that matters. So whenever anybody brings up that disparity, I'm going to bring that up. If um, they win Saturday, how ties the... Uh... Like the all-time most wins against Idaho in program history. Oh, that's impressive. With Don Reed? Yes. Look at you doing all your research. You're going to know yeah, more about the history of game this week. team. By, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it all figured out here. Are you looking at 1999. It's the last time Idaho won. Mick Delaney. Grizz won in 2000, 2001, 2002, 3. So, 2001, 2, 3. Grizz, Grizz, Grizz. I was at that 2000 game. It was in Pullman when Idaho, when the Kibbe Dome wasn't like FBS approved or whatever it was. So I heard that's like the worst place in the conference. Kibbe Dome? Yeah. They've no, renovated Holt's it a little bit, worse. so I think Holt is worse. Yeah. Well, they just redid Holt. I don't know if you. Well. Half of it. Yeah. Half of you saw that. <laughs> There's still like weird random things under tarps in the corner. Yeah. It's kind of weird, but it was cool. You know, good for them. Hey, um, what else? Uh, what what else should we know about Idaho? Like, what do you, what's your what's your take on Idaho? They're really young, so you ask if they're legit. I think they're probably better than they have been in the past, but their strong suit is their offense, scoring fifty five in North Colorado. Their quarterback is Giovanni McCoy. He's a freshman. He was um, FCS National Freshman of the Week. Last week, and then they're running back. I can't remember his name, but he's a freshman, and he's been having Uh, a really great season as well. Woods, Anthony Woods, Mm -hmm. and Roshan Johnson. Yeah. And so I just – like they're probably – it depends on how you want to – you say are they legit and depends on how you're going to answer that question because, Mm -hmm. like, they're not probably legit to the point where they're going to beat the Grizz or the Cats or Weber State or Sac State. 
But yeah, they're definitely getting better yeah. and they could be really good in a couple of years, assuming those guys stay. Yeah. But I saw people on Twitter saying that their quarterback is a guy who you could like plug into any FBS system <laughs> next year as like a transfer and probably start like a plug and play guy for a team losing a senior quarterback. Wow. He's super, he's not a big guy. He's like 5'10". Right. Super dual threat though. But the, being young and the rest of his, his counterparts being young, coming to this atmosphere, it's not not happening for The him. thing sometimes we've seen when, when young teams like that come to this atmosphere is sometimes nothing happens or sometimes they know they have nothing to lose yeah. and they just step up. Um, but I mean, Idaho, you know, I think they made That's the right coaching true. hire. Um, Eck. Eck has the pedigree. Yeah. Came from South Dakota State. It's from Wisconsin. Uh, it's from, oh, it's I did not know from that. from lacrosse. Yeah. He looks kind of like Elvis. <laughs> he's a big dude. And a big personality, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a likable coach. He's the type of guy that like you could see a fan base getting excited about. So, I mean, it feels like they've got the, especially after all the negativity that was the oh, Petrino the, era. The Petrino era. I mean, Eck's got him playing more inspired football than we've ever seen under Petrino since yeah. Idaho's comeback. I mean, yeah. I don't think that's like some crazy statement. They uh, and their fan base is fired up for them, rightfully so. I mean, and granted, they've won the games they should win and they lost the games they should lose. So it'll be it'll be interesting to just see the environment because yeah, they played at Indiana, and I guess they played at Wazoo. But I just would imagine both those schools' fan bases and the atmosphere was not going to be. They've already announced the game sold out. Um, rivalry of sort kind of game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I I think it'd be hard for an Indiana or a Wazoo fan, maybe Wazoo, but it's tough to say, to be able to like come with the type of intensity that these guys are going to see in this game. And yeah, they could feed off of it and they could excel, or like if they're young enough, they could just say, hey, I don't, I don't give a shit, and they're going to just roll, um, or they could completely crumble. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. And, um, you know, their their last game that they had against Northern Colorado was their homecoming game. And they had, I think, a pretty good amount of uh, fans in the stands there. So, you know, this whole, like, they're not going to play well in, big, in front of big crowds could be, you know, maybe not so much the case at all. I mean, they've got a little bit of experience playing in front of that, too. So, yeah. Idaho's a fascinating team. I've, I've not I've, – I haven't hopped too deep into some scouting stuff. Our buddy Brian with Tubbs and the Club kind of shot me some info. Um, it was kind of interesting looking at a few things. I mean, Idaho goes with a lot of ground ball, ball control, clock control. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they don't run at a two to one ratio, but like a <laughs> two to one point five type ratio. I mean, they they definitely want to establish ball control. I was really impressed watching some of that Northern Colorado game. I think they're like maybe it's just the young guys, but like they seem fast. But maybe it was yeah. against Northern Colorado, <laughs> so yeah. it's a little hard to say. Uh, they got this receiver. This is going to be the interesting thing, this Jermaine Jackson kid, who's one of the better receivers in the conference, um, big home run hitter. So what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Are we going to wait for him to cook our safeties for 80 yards until Justin Ford follows him, or are we going to actually just try to lock him up right away? It's like what happened with Guillory. Is that yeah, what you were yeah, referring that's to? Exactly. And well, <laughs> yeah. so this is this. We've talked about this before. We talked about it on the pod last week. Like the Montana defense, like the recipe to passing on them is put Guillory, put whoever the stud is in the slot. Yeah. Draw the safety. Go over the top of them. Like. And we have not like last last week was the first time that I can recall where we 
move the cornerback with the top receiver and had him cover the slot guy. Eastern playoff game. Yeah, when we were like after this we were year. Getting destroyed. Yeah. So last year we played Eastern regular season. And they had this Tololo Limu Jones number one. Well, they Eastern has a lot of good receivers, but Limu Jones completely wrecks us. We lose the game. Um, come to Missoula for the playoffs. Justin Ford shadows him the whole way. Yeah. He had some big plays. He still because that kid was just he was a special talent for Eastern, but it wasn't enough to to beat us. And in fact, like we changed a few other things up too, but it kind of took away like that option of just put your guy in the slot, have him attack the safety and, and go. So um, my thought is what I would bet is I think Montana thought Trajan Cotton or, or believes, I shouldn't say thought, believes Trajan Cotton is that guy that can still take that slot receiver, regardless of who it is. Yeah, I guess it was hard to tell. Yeah, I couldn't tell against Idaho State. For a series. So um, – because Indiana State tried doing this, too. They had, like, one receiver with, like, an ounce of a shred of experience, right? And they put him in the slot early, and Cotton was guarding him. And he didn't do too much. But Indiana State didn't really impress anybody much. But, um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Grizz at first tried to stay kind of base defense, if you will, base, whatever that is, and keep Cotton on the slot receiver or Robbie if it's the other side Ooh. and we'll see how it goes and then maybe soon then Justin I don't know maybe not but the track record of what we've seen before kind of suggests that I don't think they're going to be like we need to do they view having Ford mirror the top receiver as like a, a panic response like we have to Rob, like, Robbie got beat a couple times deep last week and yeah. they just missed throws yeah yep which is, I mean, Robbie is a was, is a hustler, and he is a phenomenal player in a lot of aspects. He's a, he's a great like grit player. I don't think yeah. he's going to. He's one of the best we've got. Pa- yeah, yeah, pass yeah. pass coverage is right. not his area of expertise. No, no. <laughs> I made some joke. I was like, if he's like three inches taller, he would be a great linebacker. And I said this to a former Grizz running back, and he's like, well, if I was three inches taller, I would have been drafted in the third round, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was just like, shit, okay, that's a bad, okay, yeah. Shoot it all down. <laughs> I was like, all right, all yeah, right. Yeah, no, I don't, think, I don't think Bobby and Bobby and Co. on the coaching staff strike me as the type that they're going to line up and do what they want to do, and they're not going to make a change unless they feel like they have to. So I'm sure that we're not going to see Ford trailing that receiver if he shifts in the slot at once, and they'll make that change if they feel like they have to. Right, right. I mean... So, like this Idaho team, um, their kicker hasn't missed a field goal yet. Um, they've got a pretty good kicking unit. They, yeah, they focus on ball control, clock control. They want to slow down the game. They've got a trio of running backs, actually, that they're going to trot out. Their quarterback's going to run it on us as well, too. They've got a home run hitter receiver. And then that kid that was, like, the first team in the spring, um, Hayden Hatton. Remember him? Mm-hmm. And he got hurt all last year. Well, he's back. So he's those are kind of the, the one two guys that we'll we'll see in their offense. Um, see, if their go to is like running the ball, that's gonna be tough against like the linebacker, the time. linebackers unit that the Grizz have. Like I just don't see really an avenue. All their strengths are gonna be going directly against the Grizz strengths. So it's yep. just kind of like the Grizz are gonna have the upper hand if you're matching strengths. You just bottle up that run game. Yeah, and make sure it doesn't. <clears throat> So getting away from you. When teams have had success running the ball early against the Grizz, the Grizz have kind of adjusted and dominated and shut that down. 
Um, did Idaho State expose anything against the Grizz defense with their really quick passing game? Like they were, they were almost barely three steps and gone. Yeah. That was like how that guy was having success to start. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Uh, um, I, well, we talked about this last week, but it kind of seemed like Idaho State brought up two things that we had not yet seen this year. The quick pass on offense being a workable, a successful um, play or just a design. And then the heavy blitz on Lucas Johnson being able to kind of disrupt his passing game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this week, I mean, Coach Eck so far has proven he's, he's a damn smart coach and he, he, and he prepares teams, his teams well. So it does seem like that's going to be something to watch. And I don't know. I mean, Montana's had two weeks to prepare for this, but so is Idaho. So they're not just coming off some grueling win or loss this last weekend. So it's going to be an interesting game of chess just to see how both these coaches prepare for each other. I'm going to, I'm going to assume we'll, we'll probably see Idaho try to mimic some Idaho state stuff that worked and Montana hopefully be prepared to counter it. Cause they got to expect it's coming too. you would think. At least. You would think. Well, I think really the big thing about that quick passing was that, I mean, he was getting rid of the ball quick too, but they were getting no pressure in the first half. He had all day long, yeah. and he was—he's only a pocket passer. If you got him rolling out, things got a little shaky. But at first, he was able to just stand in there all day, and yeah. there was nothing until the second half, and they finally, O'Connell was in there, and um, how do you say, Gubner? Yeah, Gub. Yeah, yeah, he was in there, and um, it took a while for them to wake up, but. Once he has, I mean, that quarterback, the third stringer was hitting, hour. Yeah, yeah, he was hitting about 80% of his passes in that first half, and that took a turn once they finally yeah. got in the backfield. So I think it was just, like I said, at the top of this, kind of a fluky effort. Yeah. But, what I don't know, I don't know if Giovanni McCoy is good when he gets out of the pocket throwing the ball. I don't know either. I haven't That's... watched him enough. I've seen I have seen highlights of him getting out of the pocket and running the ball, and I can tell you he's really good at that. I've seen that too. So. But yeah, um, yeah, he has the highest passer rate, efficient passer rating in the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's got uh, just two. Um, yeah, what's his completion percentage? Almost seventy-three percent completion. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Well, I have to imagine he's probably pretty decent because he's not a guy who's just sitting in the pocket. He's you know, he's playing out yeah. there, so you got to think he's making a lot of those throws. Yep. You know, I mean, he's got – he doesn't have any rushing touchdowns. Uh, before you add in the add in yards lost by sack, he, sacks, he's got 113 rush yards over five games. So it's not like he's doing like – Well, he's not like Chambers. Lamar Jackson. You know, yeah, he's not, he's not doing what like Cat QBs or even Lucas Johnson's doing. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I'm going to bet uh, – Chris Van Pot favorite Daniel Britt probably running the Giovanni McCoy, uh, you know, uh, in scout is going to help us out quite a bit, I would think. Yeah, and then they should <laughs> let him run it in the fourth quarter. Right. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry. Um, this is going to be a fascinating game. I'm really excited for this game. I have, I'm just excited because I feel like it's the first actual – This. It's a game. Like, the Chris like, should win, but it, it should be a good game. This, yeah, it kind of feels like we've been – Kind of just like, you know, banging around in the preseason type stuff so far. It's like now, like, shit gets real. Um, I love that the game's already sold out. Uh, Because I think it has been for a while. A little while now. But I I think um, it feels like even in years past, like, big regular season games, you know, ticket office actually still had tickets or whatever, like, 
for this to just immediately. Although, but I mean, like, big, could be Idaho fans. Well, and that's actually like I. Um, it seems like there's going to be some Idaho contingent here, and I tell you what, the, the chatter. I mean, these Idaho fans are pretty damn confident right now. There's. I just found this now. I just got to get it in before it's yeah. too. Uh, Let's hear it. Lost point. <laughs> it's uh, Giovanni McCoy over the last two weeks has completed 85% of his passes for 480 yards, five touchdowns, no turnovers. Wow. It's a better two-week stretch than our QBs have had, and we've been really happy with Lucas Johnson. Incredibly, yeah. Um, no, those two did, games uh, were in Northern Colorado and Northern Did you find Arizona. tickets for your wife and your parents? Oh, yeah. Nope. I got some people working on it, so thank you to right. even making the effort. Pod World, we, we need three tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so his wife and his parents can come watch watch the game while he's working. Yeah, if it comes down to it, they're just gonna go to the tailgate and see what happens. You know, I, I'm confident they'll be able to find yeah. tickets then. But that is like if you don't have tickets, just get to the tailgate hour hour and a half before. Sure. Hit the footbridge, walk around Campus Drive, you'll get tickets. Is it like a deal where you have to be like, hey, you got tickets, or are people out there? No, like, they'll be usually they'll be out. Yeah. 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 But it's not like going to like an NFL game where you got like weirdos like yelling like, like I need tickets. Nothing yeah. like that. But yeah. it's usually, <laughs> it's a little more. But yeah. if you've got three tickets, find Lucas on Twitter, or if you can't find him, find us and we'll get him. So do your parents, do they live in Milwaukee still? They do, yes. Nice. And they're, they're in town for just see you guys or yeah, for the game? Yeah, they're coming to visit. They'll be here Wednesday through the end of the game Saturday. Are they Vikings fans too? They are not. They're all Packer fans. Okay, perfect. Well, I'm, 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 I'm going to really care about it. I'm absolutely going to find your parents' tickets. But now. your parents okay. basically want to come check out where you've decided to move across yeah, the country yeah. and live and work. Yes. <laughs> Seems legitimate. See, I, I did detect when you said Packer fans, you got that Midwest, the long A, the Packer fans. So <laughs> I've been hearing that more and more over the past couple of days. You're noticing a little bit. You're like, right. My wife's worse than I am. <laughs> but. Apparently, over the past couple of days, I've been called out on it as opposed to her. So, all right, is Spotted Cow overrated? Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. See, I I haven't lived in the state. I was gonna say, see, this is the difference between living there and being like the the tourist that comes. Well, back. it might be right. It's it's kind of like one of those things that you can only get there. So then right. when you do get it, it's like a it's like a so it's like it's, it's kind of an eye roll thing where people are like, oh my god, Spotted Cow, and you're like, this yeah, is cheese. It's, what dude, is Spotted it's Cow? It's a beer. It's a beer. It's just like a wheat. It's just like a wheat. Oh my god, it's good. It, I mean, it is like a good salad beer, but it's not like I would never go home and be like, "All right, I got to get Spotted Cow." That's mm-hmm. not. I wouldn't. Do what that. what what local breweries are better have better beers than Spotted Cow? In Missoula. In Missoula. Oh my god, this is hard because like I'll have like the local beers all the time. So if you love Missoula, it wouldn't be hard, bro. <sighs> Yeah, that's been like too. I'm, right. I'm a big like beer drinker. I yeah. like like some just like a good brew per and capita. There's yeah. so many Dude. new different places oh here God. to try. It's like a whole different world. It's crazy. There's so many microbreweries, yeah. and it's like I don't know like how we aren't oversaturated with them, but they all exist. So Great Burns Golden Ale, all right, is right up there. All right, that is. But I mean, but like I think comparison's sake, right? Like I can't be like, oh, Moose Roll is better than Spotted Cow. Is that your? You like Golden Ales or what's? I do. Preference? Yeah, I'm That's, more of a lighter, like so, a lot so of I, I don't do wit. stouts or no. like nothing thick and dark. I'm in the winter. Like I like Guinness, uh, okay. but I don't want anything that's like. And I'm like, unlike 90% of this town, I don't like IPAs. <laughs> yeah. And the pale ale, those are yeah. tough too. I, I like I like Golden Ale and like a just a good crisp lager. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it basic. I thought maybe I had some in the fridge, but I don't. 
What? Spotted? What? Spotted. No. Uh, Gold uh, Nail. <laughs> Gold yeah. like, what? Yeah. Um, there is a brewery. They're in Green Bay, right? Hinterland? Hinterland? Oh, I've never heard of Oh, it. my God. Okay. Wait, no. is that... It's in. They're in Green Bay. They're so just, what this tells me is that for who? Hinterland in, in Wisconsin. What's Hinterland? It's like a brewery. What What do they make? They They have an Oktoberfest that is life changing. Okay. And they're just like New Glarus. Like you can't find them anywhere else. So. Do you think that maybe you've found places that aren't that good and they're just putting extra emphasis on them for your memories? <laughs> maybe I don't know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just asking the questions that people okay. want to know. All right. Oh. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we don't want to talk about Wisconsin. Anymore. I was going to move into some mozzarella stick conversation. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, are there That's mozzarella stick? Th- uh, in Wisconsin. Wisconsin. There, mm, there's a mozzarella stick downtown Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, it's like a. It's, it's like a better wonton. than Paradise Falls. It's Just insane. Kidding. I haven't tried Probably. it, yet, but I mean, it's like a wonton wrap mozzarella stick, and then they put a like a basil pesto inside of it with the cheese. That doesn't sound it, bad. It's incredible. It's amazing. They're incredible. It sounds great. Wisconsin's a funny state. I mean, if you have, I don't know, for like my family in, Wisconsin, uh, in Madison, if you, I, I had a cousin get married into a family that had 10 Packers season tickets, and my aunt and uncle were acting like they were married into royalty. And then on the, on the other side, I had a cousin getting married into one of the, a, a cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like a, che- a family that has like a giant farm and they make a whole bunch of cheese. Yeah. And that was, again, it was like, we are, we are in the blah, blah, blah cheese family. Like this is a big, <laughs> big, big Don't deal. screw this yeah. up. I don't know. Maybe in Montana to be like, and this is just come to the top of my mind just because he's a former Grizz and he's got, well, no, he, he doesn't do, he doesn't do beef anymore, but like Verlantic, you know, something like you like get into like a, like a big, cattle ranch or something and like the beef or something it's like oh we're i don't know it's funny out there you know what i've noticed here maybe it's just like something i'm trying to tell myself but like (laughs) being out like in this in the free state with the the bison and whatnot feels like all the meat's super fresh is that just me or is that true like i feel like i go to like true and all the so like in Wisconsin, the grocery stores are called Pick and Save. Yeah. And it's, it's like Kroger or mm-hmm. like a Publix, if you heard of that. And they're like all oh, the yeah. same. They're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Here, it's like Orange Street Food Farm, great or like Good Foods or whatever it's called. Yep. Like, it's like well, all independent, all like good places. Yeah. And like everything has been super fresh. We have the chains too, but you're just living in a part of town that's got the independence. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, no, then- but there were a lot of fresh, fresh meats, uh, although it's a thing in Montana that they would like more. Yeah. And there's all kinds of controversy on like, huh. mislabeling meat as to where it's actually from. Where it's from. Like well, it's yeah. also crazy that they get off selling beef jerky for like 20 bucks. <laughs> I want to try that, but I'm not paying. That. You're not paying 20 bucks. I don't know why beef jerky is so expensive. <sighs> I don't know. High Country on Highway 200. It's about an hour drive. It's a good little place to hit. Okay. Yeah. See, this but is their what, beef jerky like, is still twenty dollars. <laughs> I was going to say, but when you get into the spring and summer, and you're not in the middle of football season, but you guys, you, you and your wife have the ability yeah. to go, go wander sport. around Western Montana a little bit more, there are some great drop-in places for stuff. Yeah, okay. great spot, great spot. <clears throat> and all you got to do is put it out to Twitter, and people will tell you where to go. Yeah, you, you'll find a lot of help yeah. after you tell them why you're not publishing on Sundays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fix these problems um well i'm glad that you like missoula you know it's 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 good that it's a uh it's provided a good first impression yeah um i myself like missoula but um you know yeah same 
We've never lived anywhere else. Yeah, we're, 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 <laughs> I, 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 sources. I told my wife like I could because my goal was you know to go somewhere for a year. Yeah, like I was in Milwaukee for a year. Yeah, yeah. Left, climbed up the ladder, wanted to be in Pensacola a year, come here. Now this was going to be D one. I wasn't going to be like in here a year and out. Right. It's going to be. I was Just thinking like this three sort of years. Things. You know, I'll get my. Do, Get used to covering a D1 and then yeah. move on to like the FBS level. But now being here, I told her like, I think I could be here for a long time. Awesome. And working at a paper, I mean, that's beside the point. This is just a nice bonus, but I, like for working in the paper industry, I feel like I get paid really well. Nice. Like that's something good. that I didn't really expect. Sure. So nice. that's been nice too. Cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a good situation. <laughs> were you, you were with a paper in Pensacola or was it? I was, yeah. Okay. I was at the Pensacola News Journal and that was owned by Gannett, which is USA Today, which. Yeah. Yep. They own, they own the Great Falls Tribune, I think. Yeah, it's the last, because everything else is Lee. Yeah. So in they the stink. state, I think. Gannett stinks. Yeah. Well, I hope that doesn't come back to bite me one day or saying <laughs> that on here, but. <laughs> Gannett's, Gannett's buying Lee tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. no. Oh. Yeah, you're out of here. <laughs> well, I think you'll love it here. Madison and Missoula have a lot of parallels. That's what. Um, they were telling me when I got on the phone for my first phone yep. call, they're like, people like to compare it to Madison. I yep. said, well, that sounds great to me because Madison's a cool spot. That's what attracted my, my parents to move here and that's why I'm here. So yeah. Yeah. that's why I got a lot of Midwesterners here, I think, yeah. too. Um, anything else on Idaho? You picked, you've picked Montana. I've picked Montana. I'm assuming. Yeah, I got 38-24. Did everybody in the Missoulian uh, pool pick Montana? I don't know what they picked yet. Oh, Bill, okay. I won't Bill see Speltz their... picked a one-point game, didn't he? Speltz is like 31-30. <laughs> yeah. Which is odd who... because he's like no, sunshine and rainbows about the Grizz more than anybody else. So <laughs> It's a joke. Yeah, I think I'm I still know. blocked by Bill. You got blocked by Bill Spells? I've been blocked by him like four times. And what? Then, well, but what? then he's always like, yeah. oh, I don't know what I did. That's so weird. I don't know because I never <laughs> tweet mean stuff at Bill Spells. Like, what's there to say mean to Bill? Yeah. I don't Interesting. Know. See, this is more consequential than me having a period of time where I was blocked by Tim Kawakami because everybody was blocked by Tim. Not me. But I didn't follow the 49ers. Who's he's a He's a... He covers the 49ers for the San gotcha. Francisco, or no, for the Athletic. Yeah, Athletic. Yeah. That'd be a cool job. He blocked a ton. And he's of like one of those guys that is proud of having blocked like a hundred. How do you even have that much time to just That's like waste and just block people on Twitter? There was who was who's the athlete? Ben Roethlisberger has like blocked like thousands and thousands of people, and Sean Rainey. Yeah. It was like one of the guys. Like Sean's like, I've never talked to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, I looked him up and I'm blocked. Like I don't even know. <laughs> Did you guys see? I had a Grizz fan already like coming at me. I think he's a Grizz fan. I don't really know the way he was talking. I thought he was maybe like a Montana State fan. Okay. And he was messaging me on Twitter like saying, "Are you actually a journalist?" And I'm like, "Oh man." I'm like, "What?" So you, gotta, you just gotta... <laughs> well, he's so in my story. I was like. The Idaho State story I had written at the beginning, you know, there are questions at the half or after the first quarter. Was this going to be another close game at Holt Arena? I said, and then after a 28 3 run, they answered those questions convincingly. And he's like, the game wasn't even close. What do you mean answered convincingly? And I'm like, I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying. Like it was close to the beginning, then they put it away. Like, right. They convincingly answered the question that yeah. there's nothing wrong. Whatever. It was just annoying. But to handle that, I'm not going to black people. I literally oh, just told the guy, no, I said, you I, can just stay off my page. Yeah, I was going to say, I, just, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I think you mute. Mike knows who it is. Yep. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Oh, wear that we'll as a badge of we'll honor. We'll talk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. 
put that. I just in, didn't even understand. Put, I don't, yeah. You know, put that in the category of questions we don't usually answer. Yeah. <laughs> Remember we said we get most to, tw- to most Twitter questions. Yeah. We don't get to those ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you get a few of those. Yeah, um, yeah. But Montana's an interesting place because. Montanans are really proud of being from Montana and sometimes it's obnoxious, to be yeah. perfectly honest. And sometimes it's great. So you will like find people who just enjoy that you're covering it and you'll you Yeah, know, yeah. So it'll be good. Um people are paying attention, it's cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Any, anything else on this game this week that we should be thinking about? <sighs> Not that I can think of. What what's uh, that uh, it'll be interesting to see if Junior's back, if um Braxton is back. Mm-hmm. I, um, and um, if you could ask Bob uh, all these questions in the press conference, yeah, yeah he'll, he'll get hey. a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Luke, if you don't know yet, Bobby loves to talk about injuries yeah. in the press conference. Oh, I, I knew that before I even started. <laughs> so. um, and who's uh, Corbin Walker, right? Yeah. Um, people out. It'll, that's. It was yeah. a good time for a bye week. You kind of yeah, underperform. Perfect. You got some we injuries. Had, um, and it's just oh, about the middle. And we had Liam Brown. Yeah. Uh, get hurt. Get, like sprain an ankle or something or something in that that Idaho State game. Just so we got four guys, four starters. So to be just who's back and I don't know. You kind of it'd be nice to have at the minimum Bergen and Walker back. No, no, no offense to Keelan White, but just that near fumble punt. Like I'd just like to see Junior fielding punts again. Yeah, makes me, <laughs> makes me more uh, comfortable. Yeah. So this is gonna be. I mean. This could be one of these games that goes by quick if Idaho State Idaho State if Idaho wants to go the way they want it to go. Like they are gonna have these six, seven, eight minute drives. The red zone efficiency on offense is really, really good. Uh they've scored eighteen of the nineteen times they've moved into the red zone. Well, yeah, if the so, kicker hasn't missed that. Yeah, helps too. the kicker hasn't missed, so it helps. Touchdowns on eleven of nineteen drives. Cool. Um so this is a team that is going to probably want to beat Montana 28-17, 21-10, 21-14, something like that, and really like the Grizz get two touches per quarter. And so what Montana needs to avoid is that funky-ass lull that they get into. Uh, basically, let's just say the second half of Idaho State, like this inaccuracy in passes – Run, you know, O line not getting the push, um, run game kind of disappearing, or just the dumb errors, you know, fumbling at the oh. goal line, throwing a, you know, throwing a pick when the the middle linebacker drops into zone, stuff like that. So Montana's got to play a lot smarter than they did. Um, I would think that they would. I would hope this Idaho State. It's not a close call, but just like the ugliness of that game as a whole was a little bit of a wake up, and having two weeks to reflect on it, flush it out. And build on it should make Montana ready to go. But this is this could be a fascinating game. I'm, I'm, and I mean, I don't know. I'm looking forward to shutting up all these Idaho fans. <laughs> With all due respect to the Tubbs Club guys, because they're great guys. But are they? This, yes. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Brian is. So we one of the things we've discovered <laughs> is we've been doing this podcast over the last five years or so. Is we've actually met a lot of random guys that do podcasts Pods, for other big conference, yeah. conference yeah and it's it's actually kind of fun because then you get a little bit of a, a little bit of an insight into sure what's going on in other conferences or other other teams in the league and whatnot um all right nothing else on idaho from good 
I got nothing. All right. I'll got I'll have plenty coming this week. Good. Good. Um, real quick before we jump into our listener questions. Have you gotten to meet all the other guys on the beat? Yes. Yes. Any anybody stand out to you as like, man, that guy's really weird? Because if it's Coulter, you can go ahead and sit. Talks a lot. Yeah. I don't he's the one guy I don't think I met. That's because he's in Bozeman all the time. Yeah. It's is he, he's does he, is he, is he, is he, no, he does the radio Skyline. show. He was Skyline. Yeah. Right? He's, he's, he's been radio and Skyline sports. I've literally met everyone but him, but the the press conferences are usually, he's got to be in the studio. I think. Yeah. I don't know. He comes on every once in a while. We like to give him shit. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. One time we tweeted out of this here with the pod and I think he got a little upset about it. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Um, you got you got the questions pulled. I up? do. Yeah, let's go with Twitter. We got a lot of fun stuff on Twitter. All right. Kyle Sample wants to know if we're going to Weber together, which apparently you're not. I, I'm no. Um, I I'm, I'm thinking about it. I think Kyle and I are going to go. Perfect. I was going to ask Luke if he wanted to go, but he's not here. So, well, let's, this Luke's going. See. Yeah, I'll be this there. Luke's, he's going to work though. <laughs> you know. I um, my wife, my wonderful wife, has planned a surprise birthday trip for me and. Much like a lot of a, uh, you know, in Mike and I's world, you get you book a bunch of appointments weeks out in advance, um, and so she finally gave me the date range of what I should not book anything for, and I have a feeling I'm flying back to Montana on the 26th. I don't know if it's in the morning or if it's in the afternoon. So well, well, what's the what's the surprise? The destination? This is the destination. Okay. I have no idea where we're going. Cool. So. Um, I it's probably Disneyland. That's where it is <laughs> it's probably Disneyland. Um, so yeah, so I just I don't know if my wife looked at the schedule when she booked flights. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I'm just going to be a nervous wreck. Although, as we talked about, uh, I think before I hit record here, maybe when we were talking about your your flight travel schedule. There's not a lot of like mid-afternoon flights coming and no. going from Missoula. It's either like 5 a.m. or midnight. So yeah, if you do, it's like you're paying <laughs> hundreds of extra dollars more. Yeah, we're probably coming at midnight. <clears throat> if we could get a sponsor that would just loan us a jet, yeah, work out. I don't know. I don't know why they're not out there doing this. There has to be at least one person listening to the pod right now that owns a jet. Yep. Based fly, on our listenership, fly, us, number fly one me and sample the Weber. It'd <laughs> be good. All right. Um, Johnny Metropolis, more likely to happen this week. The Grizz defense keeps giving uh, – hang on. Grizz defense keeps Idaho's offense. He calls the spuds. The spuds offense under 325 yards. Or Grizz running backs but not quarterbacks are over 150 rushing. What's more likely? What's more likely? Are we talking about running backs combined? Yeah. Over 150? I would say running backs combined over 150 is more likely than us keeping them under 325 yards. Yeah, I'd say so too. Just, just based on what you two said about him, the QB being a dual threat. And... Well, and we saw. I was surprised that. to only hear the 113 yards though. Yeah. Out of him. Yeah. But he's quick. Like I've seen him get chased by like five guys running out of the pocket. And, right. But I guess if he's finishing those with throws more often than not. We, we saw. I mean, the Portland State Shashare QB has a little bit of similar traits and yeah there was some points in that game while you were at that game i mean i mean was it that late um end of first half where that kid was able to get out of the pocket and kind Mm -hmm. of do some things so i would i would agree running backs combined over 150 our running backs grizz running backs but not lucas or keeping them or keeping idaho as a whole under 325 
All yardage. All yardage. I'll, I'll go with the running backs as well. I don't know. It's just... Well, Bobby and them, too, they were saying that... Well, actually, Marcus was more telling us, like... And probably a lot of teams do this, but they have been putting more of an emphasis on trying to run early in the game. Yeah. Because once that... Well, you saw... I mean, the Idaho State game, you saw once they got the run going, because Lucas was kind of a disconnect with the wide receivers at the beginning of that game. Yeah, that was Finally game. started figuring it out once the run game got going, it just opened things up. So that's kind of been like an emphasis for them and it's been working. So Yeah. Yep. And we're <clears throat> our offense is exceedingly better when we can run the ball. Yeah. Right. I mean Johnson's a better QB than others if we're getting shut down on that front. But yep. yeah. Um did you scoop skip Brandon Boots with the first question? Uh, no, I'm not there yet, I don't okay. think. I'm just Hang on. See, you got me all screwed up here. Okay. No, no, if I missed him. Blame your problems on me. Okay, fine. Okay. Luke, since you are, as a reporter, like you're not like a fan of the program per se, so I'm going to change the context of this question for you, especially now you're a Vikings fan. Sure. <clears throat> okay. The Vikings win the next – okay, for, for you. The Vikings will win the next ten games – against the Green Bay Packers, but you have to spend the next year dressed up as a Halloween ghost with a sheet and <laughs> eye holes. You have to wear it to work, to meetings, to social gatherings. And if asked, you can only answer with like a creepy ghost noise. If you don't, like that, the Vikings lose the next 10 games. So you're talking the next five years. Um, I've been. Yeah, I'll stop you there. I've been through it already. I'm not wearing a ghost sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying because, of course, his question to us is with Grizz versus right, Cats right, and all right. that. So, wear a ghost sheet for the Grizz to beat the Cats five years in a row. You have to wear it all the time. You're not allowed to wash it. Oh my God! No way. Walk around in a ghost sheet, Mike. Would you do that? No. Sitting at city council meetings. <laughs> I already <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. I already get nervous going to the press conference if I walked in there with a sheet and Bobby saw me. It's like, what are you what are you doing? You'd be like, hey, the Vikings beat the Packers again. Come yeah. on. All right. Um David Coy, with six games to go, how confident are you that the Grizz will win four or five or all six of the remaining games? Like on a scale of ten? Yeah, sure. He didn't he didn't ask for a metric, so how just how confident are we? I'm not. Like, yeah. I, I think we've got the potential to, to win out, but I think that's really hard. And I think we've got a gauntlet with the uh, uh, Sac State-Weber State. Yeah. And I kind of expect us to split those games. Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I Please mean, my, wrong, but... my thought would be 5-1 and one down the stretch. I think this Idaho game is going to be a great measuring stick, though, because Idaho, a little bit more upstart, a little bit tougher team. A week off after not. Uh, an uglier Idaho State game. If the Grays come out here and just absolutely pound the Vandals, it's going to help me. But yeah, at Sack, at Weber. I would say that's about 50 50 for me because yeah. they show there's <clears throat> flaws to what they do and they're not perfect in that Idaho State game. Yeah. And if they were playing anyone else, they would have lost that game. Right. So, like, between all the traveling and then that Sac State's a night game, yeah. you're losing an hour or two, or you're gaining an hour of time, but it's going to mix up their it's schedules. Be 9 o'clock at night, Montana. You come back, practice, then you're going to Utah. Like, just between the travel and the... You lose a day. Like, the logistics, it's yep. just like, they're going to be tired. There might be... And that's like, I could totally see a late win against Sac, maybe. 
yeah. and then go to Weber. And that just would be worst case scenario. Just... You, yeah, that Sac State <laughs> game. If you're going to win it, you want to do it promptly so that you're not right exerting that extra effort. Thirty-five then, right. seven at the half, and you just cruise. Yeah, yeah probably not going to happen, but it would no. be great. <laughs> um, Lynn Solomon, yes, uh, James beat you to the punch talking about James Madison. Thanks for the question. Um, we should be surprised, Lynn. Yeah. Uh, do, the, do these pants make me look snagged? Asks if uh, Idaho keeps it close, or will the offense or defense get closer to their more perfect game? I think Idaho can keep this close, absolutely. Who I, asked that one? Do <laughs> these pants make me look snagged? These are okay. these are our followers. A very uh, frequent interactor with, um, with the pot. Um, always has breakdowns on things Luke says after the pod. So, yeah. Um, I, I'm sure Idaho could keep it close, of course. Uh, I just, if we get versus Idaho State Grizz, Idaho is going to keep this close. If we get versus Portland State Grizz, probably not. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. We'll have to see. I just don't see versus Idaho State Grizz showing up. I think that's a, that was a collection of obnoxiousness. And I just don't think that this game at home, Bobby is a coach that actually puts a lot of stock into the whole little Brown Stein rivalry. You know, he's into those things. Like I I think, I I think they're going to be up and ready. And I, I actually think that having that game with Idaho state before the bye week probably lit a fire in them during the bye week. Like I bet the coaches did not let them forget how they played against them. I would bet you're right. Yeah. Okay. Brandon boots with the fur. Hang that diploma up. You earned it. He gets his master's in science education from Bozeman this spring and then is starting a principal certification through the University of Montana. Do I hang up my master's degree or do I let it collect dust somewhere? You hang it up. You earned it. Absolutely. But this highlights a bigger problem. You hear about teachers all the time. Bozeman apparently has a better, like, Distance learning teachers education masters program. We got We got to see something in, out. He's here. in a cup bank. He's not in Bozeman. No. Yeah. I mean, you made a poor choice to begin with, but hang it up. It's fine. <laughs> get a get a maroon and silver frame around it, right? Dress it up. I know plenty of uh, people with UM degrees who are cat fans, and plenty of people with MSU degrees who are Grizz fans. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, Eric Witz. The, uh, question one, more epic collapse, the Blue Jays' bullpen, go Mariners, or Eastern Washington's second-half defense? That I think it's the Blue Jays' bullpen because Dude. Eastern's defense wasn't expected to be good. Yeah, and it was 8-1, to one, and they lost 10-9. to nine, So I would agree. Uh, and then he says, speaking of Lil Brown Stein, that is up for grabs, what is everyone's favorite trophy game besides the Brawl of the Wild or this one for the Lil Brown Stein? Anywhere in college football trophy? Yeah, sure, yeah. I don't even know. Me neither. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, there's some cool ones. Like, Texas, Oklahoma, when they're both good, can be cool. And they've got a trophy in that one. Um, Texas crushed them this weekend. Yeah, they did. Didn't they? Um, man, I don't know. This is not my area. Just thinking, like, the trophy? Like, I would say the Minnesota-Wisconsin rivalry the axe, is the only right? yeah, Paul, Paul Bunyan's axe. axe. That's yeah. the only one that stands out to me. Didn't it get broken a few years ago? I don't know. Like someone was like chopping the goalpost and it broke or one something. One of the, uh, another back to Pensacola, one of the teams I covered, or two of the teams I covered, they play against each other for the uh, 
the old wash basin it's called <laughs> it's like a little i don't know like you could fit like a yorkie in it sized tin <laughs> tub nice and they just and paint right the the scores on the side oh that's funny <laughs> um side note we did find out at quarterback club from a few years ago that the little brownstein does not hold beer very well right yeah so <laughs> um <laughs> michigan state let's see an Indiana play for the old brass spittoon. Yeah, there we go. Um, let's see. The golden egg is Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Yeah, oh, I should have thought about that. Yeah, the egg, egg bowl. bowl. Yeah. That one's a cool one. Um, Games are never cool. Oh, yeah. shit, the Iron Bowl. Auburn and Alabama. Isn't it the Iron Bowl? Yeah, but like, but do they is there get a trophy anything? There? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll find out. Uh, the old oaken bucket is is Indiana and Purdue. Uh, literally, it's an old oaken bucket. The yeah. Iron Bowl has a trophy. Of course it does. Hmm. Um, the Victory Bell is the trophy for USC hideous. and UCLA. So that one's going to carry them, carry with them into their new conference. That's the Iron Bowl. Oh, it just looks like a random See, golf trophy. I was going to say that looks like it's it's been uh, commercialized. The rest of these brought are, to you by yeah. Allstate. All right, the keg of nails is the what? The Cincinnati Bearcats and Louisville. Okay, sounds cool. Connected by Interstate seventy one. Yeah, have a rivalry stretched back to their Missouri Valley Conference days. Hmm. Uh, the Fremont Cannon. Oh yeah, uh, Coach Houck won the one year. It's UNLV and um, Nevada. Keg of nails. <laughs> It's, it's like literally a keg. just a keg it's like of nails. It's literally yeah. a keg of nails. The cannon's kind of cool because they repaint it and it looks shiny and whatnot. Okay, there we go. Uh, the little brown jug is Michigan, Minnesota. Yeah. wonder if that's older than the little brown stein. Probably. Um, the jeweled silag. Shilag? S-H-I-L-E-L-A-G-H. Literally looks like... That's got to be something out of Louisiana or something, right? Notre Dame and Southern Cal. Wow, totally wrong. Oh. Yeah. What is it? It's like a <laughs> it's a wooden club made of Irish saplings and has the words from the Emerald Isle engraved on its end. Hmm. So it's a wooden club. All right. Um, Paul Bunyan's axe is yeah, the number two one. one on this list. There we go. And the number one is the Floyd Floyd of Rosedale. Which is Iowa, Minnesota, and it is literally a statue of a pig. <laughs> really? Yep. Um, in 1934, <laughs> Iowa accused nice. Minnesota players of dirty play and late hits on star tackle Ozzie Simmons. To defuse the controversy, Iowa and Minnesota's governors agreed to wager a live hog a named hog. Floyd of Rosedale. And now there's a trophy. Hey, I'll take that. That's a great question. See what we learned? See, look at that. There Back we go. Okay. Thanks, Eric. Uh, Congrote. Two Grizz wide receivers have a quarterback rating of over 650. Um, and Lucas Johnson only has one fifty uh, rating of 152. <clears throat> one has a 27-yard touchdown, while the other has a 28-yard touchdown. Game on the line. Does Mitch Roberts or Junior Bergen take your trick pass play attempt for a TD? Um, if it's between those two, it's Mitch Roberts because he played QB in high school, so he actually has some history yes. of throwing the ball. I was going to say he had some nice forum on that one. Yeah, he chucked last. Yeah, like last it, it was a legit throw um, and a legit catch. We were joking yeah. that 
it took the wide receiver uh, touchdown pass for the for Cole Grossman to finally get involved in the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but my biggest takeaway because he posted the team leaders in passing chart, and uh, Daniel Britt has a, a 155.6 QB rating, so we should play him more than Chris Brown. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um, Green Sleeves Gingerbread asks, is the Vandals game finally becoming the rivalry that el- elderly Mo Club patrons say it was in the 1970s? Well, let's put this question to you since you're new here. Yeah. Is this a rivalry game? As far as I know. <laughs> but, <laughs> sure. it doesn't... but it seems like people don't care about it the same way as, well, obviously never have, never will no. uh, with Montana State. But before, like, you know, you know about all the good rivalries until really this week I didn't. Yep. Even okay. though there was something on the line. So, so 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 still kind of maybe no. I mean, we'll see how the week goes and if they get worked up. I mean, the fact that it's a sale that it's a sold, sold out is something, but yeah, I still don't think it's there yet. But if I don't get consistently good, I wish we played them every year. That part I that Yeah, me. it's frustrating. Um Idaho leads the series 55-30 and 2. So, we're it's kind of a beat down. Yeah. Well, I mean, they had a nice little stretch in the um well, in the, the 80s, in the 70s through the 80s, when Idaho, I think, had won one or two one AA national okay. titles at that point. So they also had some, some very, very early success where it looks like they probably won, without having to count it, I'm just going to ballpark to say 20 of the first 25 matchups. So they had a little bit of a head start in the... 1920s and 1930s. <laughs> it doesn't even count. It helps. <laughs> if we did cat fan logic, though, where they count from a certain date that conveniences them, uh, Montana has one. Um, let's see. You know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of Packer fans holding on to all those world championships in oh, 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 1912. Throw down! Bring it up! Oh bring God, it up! What? <laughs> yes! That is so true. I know. You know, how, wait, wait. How many Super Bowls have the Packers won? Four. How many Super Bowls have the Vikings won? Zero. Oh, but they've been to. See, this is the thing. Like Packer fans are always like, "Oh, we won a super." Like their last Super Bowl was that 2010? 2011. The one that actually mattered. So, I got a question for you. When was the last time the Vikings? So we. Oh, with Brett Favre. Bre- with Bre- Brett Favre threw it away. Who's now defrauding children? Yeah. Are you proud of this? Min- oh, don't start. You probably Brett had Favre. an adult Brett Favre jersey at one point. <laughs> I did until like two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Pride let's, of Minnesota. Let's unpack this a little bit. Um, <laughs> franchises with back-to-back surefire first ballot Hall of Fame QBs that cover San Francisco had thirty Joe years, Montana, Steve Young. thirty years of yeah. seasons, basically, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah, not quite. S- super. How many? How mid- many Super Bowls yeah. should yes. teams like that have? More than two. More than two. Yes. Okay, yeah. I was just checking. Hey, you know it's good to have two though. Could be like other teams that have zero. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) In the room. But other teams are quarterbacked by Kirk Cousins. Did Dante Cole. Who's looking great this year. All right, all right. But I know he's going to be looking bad again at some point. (laughs) Just don't let yourself get too high. Oh, God. Who was that quarterback they drafted? Um, Kellen Mond. No, uh, a couple years earlier, Christian something or other. Christian Ponder. Yes, Christian Ponder. What oh, happened to Christian Ponder? Stunk. Oh, I don't God. even know. Did he no marry idea. a really attractive Samantha Ponder? She's, yeah. she's a ESPN sideline. Sideline. Yes. yes. <laughs> Man, 
Just throwing that hate in there. Okay. Um, Man, I, it's great to have somebody else keep that in Jake Arath, do you think? Uh, do you guys think Idaho needs to be taken more seriously than previously expected? Closer than expected games? Just kind of point out just some of the things. I, I think I think we kind of touched on this that Jake points out at the beginning of the season. We were like, Grizz are six and zero. We're cruising all the way through, and obviously Idaho is now ranked. Um, it definitely seems like fan reaction, coach reaction, definitely suggests that Idaho is doing better than expected to. Although I don't think the record would be any different yeah. than what should be at this point. But who There's knows? definitely some hype around them though coming into this week. So yes. yeah, what people previously thought it would be, if that's the baseline, then yeah, it should be yep. taken more seriously. Okay. The Silver Tip Nation has a couple questions, Mike. <clears throat> all right. First of all, Silver Tip Nation wants to point out if we could talk about the Cat fans calling the Grizz overrated due to their weak schedule so far when the teams the Grizz have played have beats, have six collective wins – five of those being division one wins and the teams the cats have beat have four collective wins with three of them being division one wins feels a lot like the cat calling the kettle black (laughs) (laughs) um frankly neither of them played anybody so we should just kind of but i mean that's the conference as a whole i mean like you pointed out like weaver beat eastern is probably like it's the the biggest biggest conference win in the season so far Yeah. yeah yeah Until Idaho, Montana, frankly. Yeah. Okay. Silvertip Nation also says, Also, a tragedy strikes while recording the pod, and you're each in a coma for 15 years. Upon awakening, you must choose one doomsday scenario to survive in. Here's the three. Scenario one, zombie apocalypse. Scenario two, robot terminator situation. Three, the Grizz play in a shitty dome, and the cats are 15-time defending... All the wild and national champs. I mean, <laughs> because there's more to life than football, and my family would still be presumably healthy in the third scenario. I'm going to go with the third scenario. You can't, I need more details. You, you like, can't did the Grizz win through the zombie apocalypse? <laughs> like, do we get a Terminator at QB? Like, that might help, right? No, it's probably number three. Um,. Colorado Grizz fan, fresh off a visit here, wants a um, moment of silence for a, a closed lounge at the at the Y on the, the northwest end of town. So, Colorado Grizz fan, uh, this moment of silence is for you. Thomas Martin wants to talk about um, basically a moment of frustration he saw with uh, at the Cat game where a former Grizz lineman was grabbed and twisted a helmet of a player. I saw that, but I, didn't, I saw his tweet, but I missed the actual moment. Yeah, um, it's I, down a pile, but it's, I found it. But it looked dirty. I mean, like they should, yeah. they should, somebody should say something about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. Hang on, I had our buddy Donovan sent me. Okay, Idaho has a run pass split of almost two to one, according to the Tubs of the Club podcast. Do you think their game plan will switch given our history of having a top tier run defense? I don't think it'll. Sw- I think their plan will be to keep doing what they want to do. Right, that's what they do. That's their. But the question is, if it's twenty-eight to seven in the late third, you're not going to run the ball that much. You're going right. to have to pass the ball. I don't know. Hmm. I would think they're going to stick their game plan until they have to deviate. That's what's yeah. got them here. 
It's just going to be a game script thing like any other. It would seem like it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to have on that. Hang on, I felt like Chris Pan, we had like someone send us a mention that was outside. We haven't heard from uh, some of our, our regulars of late. Uh, okay. Uh, Kenley, Sac State is great, but that Northern Colorado blow up today was something embarrassing for the big sky. What was that, Northern? I mean, Chris Van Pot, how long does Northern Colorado let the family team stay in power? They were just there? terrible. They had no offense. They're like, bad. Yeah. Yeah. They know. averaged 1.8 yards per pass. Like, they were just bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Speaking of bad, did you see that rough in the passer call that oh. Tom Brady got? You knew where I was going. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's always Jermaine Boger or whatever. Like I, uh, Jerome Boger. Jerome Boger. Yeah. Ugh. And he said afterwards, he said, I, I don't throw the flags. That's such like a cop-out. He's the one that complained for it. <laughs> uh, oh, man. That's funny. Yeah. Okay, that's Twitter. Should I see what's on Egris? Only if there's anything good. Um, <clears throat> Paul Rouge is wondering why we haven't been sponsored by a local brewery. Um, because that would take effort. Do you guys ever think about doing one of these uh, live somewhere? We've talked about it all the time. We just actually need to do it. And they're usually kind of more interactive than this one. You know, it's it, coming out of the bye week is always kind of a weird show because we don't have a game to recap. Yeah, so it's yeah. like it starts kind of quiet and remains quiet. Uh, also wanted us to comment a little more on Andrew Schmidt's <clears throat> Snowbelt Conference. I think we kind of talked about it a little bit, right? I, mean, um, I think it's fun to mess around with stuff like that, but there, there's no there's no TV that in that network. Like you look at all those teams, there's very there's very little TV market. So where's where's any money coming from? Right. And a new conference like the other conferences have to agree to share the pie. And why would they do that? Would it make sense for like a? I mean, this could be a dumb question. Probably not. But, like, the Denver market to take it? There's no team in it. Right. That's why. But just, like, for money purposes? Because it's not like it's super far away. So, this, I believe. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, look at this. Look how much this is getting traction. Like, they got, like, <laughs> like. This is all Andrew Schmidt and his buddies, right? It has to be. New Mexico State, North Dakota State, Grizz, South Dakota State, Weber, Sac State, I think that's a Davis helmet, but it's green. Idaho. Missouri State? That's a weird one. MSU, Northern Iowa, Cal Poly. Eastern's out. Portland's out. Idaho State is out. North Dakota isn't in. South Dakota isn't in. I don't know. That's uh, three, six, 12 teams. Oof. I don't like 12 teams. You can find this on Twitter and follow along. People <laughs> Hashtag Snowbelt. Yep. It's out there. Yep. I don't know. It'd be fascinating, but I think we kind of talked about it. I mean, it's just what's your major media market? What What's going to be What's gonna be the draw? I mean, you look at like a lot of these schools. Oof. Of course, then I clicked away from it. New Mexico State doesn't sell a lot. Weber State doesn't. Davis doesn't. Idaho's kind of there. Missouri State, no clue. UNI, kind of. Cal Poly, not at all. 
I mean, I don't know. There's just kind of some factors to it that I think you got to consider when it comes to some of that. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Putter kind of brought that up as well, too. Uh, Grizzly or Digger wonders who's going to win, North Dakota State or South Dakota State? That's a good question. Yeah, this is a is. big game this week. I think South Dakota State. I know it's in North Dakota State, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is the, the thing that happens every year is North Dakota State always has a couple games in the middle where you're like, oh, they're vulnerable, and then they figure it out, and then they go win the national championship. This is just wash, rinse, repeat. <laughs> I'm going to stick with NDSU, especially at home, right. and especially for a game like that. They haven't been playing anyone. It's hard to get up one year. You know, week after, over week, number one, and then you're playing against yep. Indiana State. Right. Did Was NDSU's kind of eh showing against Indiana State, like Montana's so-so with Idaho State, where it's maybe a little less focused, you see bigger, better stuff ahead of you? The, I, so you kind of go through Watching that, I kind of was, like, thinking about if these two end up in Frisco. Mm-hmm. It seems like a recurring theme with NDSU that they play their worst football in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Montana plays their best football in the first quarter. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They have been, like, if you look at the points scored per quarter breakdown, the Grizz, like, far and away the best team in the first quarter. Yep. yep. So that could be, you know, just something I thought about. If it gets to that point, could yeah. be their upper hand there. And what's fascinating is, um, <clears throat> like, traditionally a Bobby Howe coach team, he wants his teams playing as their best football in November. And you go back and you look at a lot of their games, even last year and then in 2019 as well, um, the second half was where the Grizz kind of had their most amount of success, and we've not so much seen that this year. Granted, some of the games are kind of decided by halftime, so how that really happens is you know what it looks like moving forward. It'll be a good thing to pay attention to. Okay, Grizz Iron. I really want to get credit to this post because he did a ton of research on this. And so what he's looking at is some kind of mid-season speculation about Big Sky Championship and playoff contenders, some information to consider. So there's five Big Sky Conference teams that are currently unbeaten in conference play. Grizz, Cats, Weber, Idaho, Sac. Cats are 3-0. The others are 2-0. and um, Conference records, no one's played anyone good in the conference. Like, this is crazy. Conference records, Grizz are Opponents are one and four. Cats are zero and seven. Weavers zero and four. Sack is one and four. Idaho's two and four. So Idaho's had the tougher in-conference schedule, if you will. Uh, all these teams complete their non-conference schedule. Uh, MSU has an off week coming up. The others have their first off week. Right. Combined records of conference opponents are fascinatingly the Grizz actually have um, a conference opponents. If I'm reading this correct, uh, well, it says 2011 three home games opponents records are five and ten. Um, Cats opponents five and twelve, Weaver nine and eight, Sac eight and seven, Idaho ten and six. So the Grizz play all other contenders for the conference. Weaver plays Cats, Grizz, Sac consecutive weeks. Boom, boom, boom. Sac plays all three: Grizz, Weaver, Idaho. MSU just plays Weber and the Grizz. Idaho plays Grizz and Sac. So he's pointing out that it looks like the Cats and Idaho actually have the easiest path and the Grizz have the toughest. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to bring that whole point up because it's excellent. We kind of talked about it, but yeah. Um, beware of the defense is talking about McCoy just being great player. Uh, pretty high completion percentage. Good player is only a freshman. Uh, what do we need to do to contain him? And then he's also wondering what happened to this check down, Mike. 
I don't know. That's a loop question. I still have that laser beam sound effect stored in my phone. That was that was in season one when we didn't uh, when we didn't have way too many listener questions. <laughs> Beware the D also suggests um, a segment where you just pick a topic, Mike, and you get to complain about it. Any topic. You know, this is like the third time over the years that someone suggested this be a thing for me. And first of all, I appreciate it because I've got lots to say. But second of all, I always think about the Family Guy uh, episode where Peter Griffin got a segment on the nightly, nightly news. What grinds my what gears. grinds my gears. Yes. Yeah. I feel like that's what they're thinking of. Yeah. You know, I think the bigger question to be aware that he's asking just like with keeping, like containing McCoy. <sighs> the ends just got to stay home because if he, if you start chasing from behind. You don't want to go, you yeah. don't want to go sideways. You want to go backwards or forwards. Right. Right. And one yeah. thing that happened a little bit to us against um, Portland State was that we'd collapse the pocket and they'd step up and they just nothing there, nothing there. Yeah. So hopefully they've kind of tweaked that a little bit. Yep. yep. If you're making him step up and run into the linebacking core, then you're really taking away what he's able to do. So like you said, side to side. Yep. Just got to take it away. Cool. All right. Uh, other two questions that were really there were just kind of related to things we already talked about: um, press conferences and. Uh, James Madison being in the top 25. Uh, if the Grizz find, so if the, if the Grizz find themselves able or forced to move up in the changing college landscape and they find a similar um, success as James Madison or App State or Marshall or Boise State or Coastal Carolina, um, or I guess just basically do you see them going that route or going UMass or Idaho, like flopping or succeeding? The thing, the reason Idaho didn't succeed is they really never had a conference that they could be home in. And then if you don't have a conference you can be home in, you can't build anything. Right. And that's a problem for Montana or Montana State. Yeah. Like, unless somehow they go as a package to a weird Mountain West. I was going to say, like, if they were in the Mountain West, I feel like they'd be a top half team. Yeah. Yeah. And if, <laughs> they'd be a top. And there's, a, there's enough legit the teams in that conference <laughs> to kind of carry it. There's yeah. TV. There's like, to me, that is the only. <clears throat> option that makes sense for the for the Montana programs. Yeah, just this. I I love the the idea of a snowball, the way they talk about it, but I just don't see how it works. Um, but I will enjoy it. I will enjoy following this on Twitter. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, if Montana moves up and joins the Sun Belt, we're gonna have the same things probably gonna happen with Idaho. Well, and of course we know this from some history as well too. At least our understanding is that Montana Montana State are a package deal. In the state's eyes, at least previously, it was suggested as such. Um, granted, both facility-wise are positioned to do that, but um, I don't know. It's just it, I understand that it seems like it's hard to be excited to play Northern Colorado, and like we've got some real stinkers in our out-of-conference schedule next year, right? Who are we playing with that? Division two, um, yeah, Fer- <sighs> Ferris State out of Michigan. State. I was talking to some of the guys about that. It's like they just have a really hard time yeah. finding teams. It's super finding tough teams because no yeah. one is going to pay them to come and beat them. Yeah. So, yeah. especially after them pulling off the upset against Washington. All right. So, um, yeah, just I mean, having like more regional opponents to play off, play against, just and just being able to go to games. Could you imagine like if we're in a conference and it's like. Oh, we're going to Texas State this week, and next week we're hosting Coastal Carolina, and then after That'd that, be sweet for me. <laughs> Get those miles. Yeah, but it's just like you know, that's like part of like the fun thing, like we right. talked about, like being able like go to away stadiums and like 
maybe drive to summer. That's what makes the community yeah. of fans special. And then also, like, you, you hit these things a lot where it's, like, some of the top recruits that are at Montana, Montana State and Weber State and Eastern Washington, like, our coaches were all after the same kids. And so it's like there's – I don't know. It's just there's a lot more connectivity to it. So that seems to be pretty important. And I think it just kind of makes the, the conference play and the importance of being in the conference that much more. Yep. Yeah. I don't disagree. That's all we got. <clears throat> um. Couple things. GSA Wine and Beer Fest Friday night. Yeah, you um, going? I'm going. Yes, me yep. too. Um, I, I know there are still some tickets available. Reach out to the GSA. Also, gogrizz.com/qbclub. I can actually go this week because tomorrow is a holiday. Hey, right, I so. wasn't going to go, but now well, it I'm was tomorrow. Go. Indigenous Peoples Day. Yeah, it is. in Montana, yeah. it's Indigenous Peoples Day. Nationally, it's Columbus Day. But uh, yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Huh? So, hey, we're going to see Mike at a QB Club. I know. That's awesome. We'll go. We'll go. Uh, we'll go have fun. If anybody else wants to join, they can pay their dues tomorrow and come tomorrow night. You'll get your QB club coat tomorrow. I, I, I was counting on you to make sure that they held the fat guy coat for me. I'm sure they have. There was. If, a if giant I get there and stack. they don't have it, you are in so much trouble. A medium. They have a couple mediums yeah. still. I will fit in a medium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey. Um, we're glad you're on the beat. Uh, anything, you. anything else you want to you want to tell our listeners about? Uh, Luke, about... how can our how can our listeners find you? I know we yeah. tagged you on Twitter, but how can they find you? Yeah, well, let me check because I honestly don't even know what my name is on Twitter. Uh, it's like uh, it's uh, at, no, I've actually been trying to at Fortnite Killer yeah. underscore. <laughs> I've been trying to cut back on this. I got rid of my Snapchat. I got rid of my Instagram. Look at you. You guys ever seen the? Uh, oh my gosh! You got if you had Netflix. It's uh, the social dilemma. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, After yeah. that, I was like, delete, delete, delete. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> my Twitter is uh, Lucas underscore Sem. So and that's Sem with a silent B. S E M B. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, all the great content you business, need. Yeah. And find the stuff on Mazulian.com and what's it? 406? 406 MT Sports. 406 MT That's right. And and look, you heard it here first. Lucas promises that. All Grizz articles will be in the paper. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no control over that. All right. Um, anything else from you? I'm good. All right. I'm good, too. If we know you, we will see you, well, hopefully, at the GSA thing Friday night, if not at the game Saturday. Yep. Um, otherwise, uh, we'll see you soon. Go Grizz. Fight up.